Welcome to the Growing in Grace podcast, where you can listen in on some casual conversation about the good news of Jesus without all of the inconsistent religious double talk. If you've ever struggled with feelings of hopelessness, guilt, and despair, or wondered if you're really right with God, it's time to discover the true freedom that comes with the gospel of unlimited and overflowing grace. Okay, here we go. The Growing in Grace podcast at growingingrace.org. I'm Joel Brzezinski, if that's how you want to pronounce it. And it's Mike Kapler over there. Um, we've talked about this, the, the struggles that people have with our identities as our last names, but Brzezinski. I just it tell people. Be, it, it doesn't have to be complicated either, Joel. I, I, there's a book in the Bible, for example, called Job. Job. Yeah, the book of Job. Yes. J-O-B. <laughs> That's a good book. Uh, it's for people who are seeking work. People who are into work. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, I got a job for you. Here you go. Get on it. Yeah, well, it's it's interesting. that, And, you know, all of these Bible books, all of these things that, you know, we're just such deep theologians, theological type people. That, um, you know, it's just we should know all of this stuff deeply. But nah, I'm just kidding. We, uh, as we've talked about so many times on this podcast, you know, we like to read the, the we like to study the, uh, the books of the Bible. And we like context. We like to understand the gospel. That's really what we get out of when we read these, uh, these books in the Bible. The, you know, the, the context that comes out, the, the, the teachings that come out about what the gospel is, who we are in Christ, like we talked about last week. We're not sinners saved by grace. We're saints who have been saved by God's grace. And we are uh, righteous and holy. And that's the gospel. That's what the go- through the gospel, through faith in Christ, and what, through the finished work of Christ, that's what we have become. And it's it's something that you don't need a theological degree. If you if you're a person out there who has a theological logical degree and you've learned a lot of stuff, that's great. That's wonderful. Um, but the gospel is so simple that some of the most basic things that we would talk about here, it just requires you to just read what you know a lot of what Paul said and and pay attention to the context. And it's it just makes a lot of sense. It's really not that difficult. Um, and some one thing that theologians have come up with that has kind of complicated things is this idea that the law, the law of Moses, which, by the way, as Gentiles, that's non-Jewish people, we were never under the law in the first place. We never had the law. It just wasn't for us. We were aliens and strangers from the commonwealth of Israel and from the promises and the covenants, Paul says in Ephesians 2. It it just had nothing to do with us. We were on the outside. We were far off. But in Christ Jesus, (laughs) we've been brought near by the blood of Jesus. It's, It's so simple. But so here today you have a lot of people in the church who want to, just like the law touting people, the Judaizers in in the early days of the church, the early years and decades, really, they wanted to put Gentiles, non-Jewish people who had never been under the law, they wanted them to add law to their life in Christ. And that was wrong in and of itself. That was wrong, and Paul fought against that. 
But today, even though Paul you know, fought so much against that, you have people in the body of Christ who are wanting to add law to people's lives in Christ. They'll talk about the Ten Commandments. They'll talk about, okay, we need to be under the Ten Commandments. But then they'll bring up other laws. There are, you know, 613 laws in the Old Covenant law, in the Law of Moses. But they'll divide them up. And Cap, I guess I should give you some. So <laughs> I'm just going off here. But oh, I, I, I enjoy listening to what, where you're going with this. Well, so, so I'll definitely get you in on this because I know that you have a lot of good things to say about this. But so people will try to say, well, we're under certain laws but we're, we're like we're under the moral law, the, the Ten Commandments. That's what they call the, the moral law, even though many people don't even keep the Sabbath as, as that law was told to keep. But, but we're not under the ceremonial. We're not under the sacrificial laws. And they break the law up into categories. The theologians have done this, but where in the law, where in the scriptures does it ever say to break up the law into certain categories and that in Christ... You're under some of them, but not under all of them. It just doesn't say it in there at all. It's it's made up. It, it's completely, and, and I know this is this is a big thing to say. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I realize that probably what I'm I'm about to say is 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 really going to be difficult for some people. So listen carefully, because what I'm about to say. And frankly, I don't even know what I'm about to say exactly. <laughs> so like you, I will also be listening carefully to myself. Me too. I'll be listening intently. <laughs> <laughs> but there is this, um, it, it's a big platform when it comes to seminary. And the seminarians who go into churches and start teaching people use this as, as part of their platform. In one way, shape, or form, they may not teach it directly, but it's, it's a part of their ideology. And that is, you've got the law divided up, generally speaking, in, into three different parts. It could vary from one seminary to the next, mm -hmm. but typically uh, it's the sacrificial laws, the ceremonial laws, and, and the moral laws, like what you were referring to, Joel. So they divide them up. And I'm being sort of general and simple here for the sake of time. But they might say something like the sacrificial laws are kaput, gone, done. Um, ceremonial laws no longer needed. But the moral laws would still apply. And it's all made up. I mean, it, it is all completely fabricated. Uh, because the very law that they're trying to uplift, if you will, Within that law, God mentioned on more than one occasion that nothing, zero, nothing shall be added to this law and, and nothing shall be taken away from it. It was all one law. It wasn't divided up. It was one package deal. It all came together, right? And you couldn't just step in, not even Jesus, who would never violate the word of God with what he stated in the law itself. Not even Jesus was going to come along and uh, kick the can aside for the ceremonial laws, kick the can aside for the sacrificial laws, and tell people to keep the moral laws. He never did that. In fact, Joel, because we, we've talked about this many times in, in the Sermon on the Mount, when we have talked about the law being completely abolished, now, Jesus didn't come with the mission of abolishing the law while he was a man on the earth, because otherwise he wouldn't be able to fulfill it. 
but he did fulfill it, and it became abolished according to the Apostle Paul in Ephesians chapter 2. But Jesus made the statement, and people want to fall back on this, and then they just kind of get their legs, legs tangled up and, and trip over themselves, because they'll say, well, wait a minute now, you can't say the law is abolished, because Jesus said he didn't come to abolish the law. And you know what else he went on to say in the, in the next verse? He said, I say to you, until heaven and earth pass away, not one iota, not one dot will pass from the law until all is accomplished. Not one jot, not one tittle, none of it will pass away until all is fulfilled. Well, Jesus fulfilled it. Right. <laughs> and, and therefore, it, it all had to pass away. It couldn't just be little bits and pieces. You know, it's not like it exploded and we kept some chunks, some <laughs> shrapnel of the law uh, to be handed out at church services. Um, wasn't like that at all. So we, we contradict ourselves by saying, well, he said none of it would pass away. Well, but you're doing the very thing that Jesus said not to do. If you're going to try to apply the law, you can't just cherry pick and decide which ones you're going to apply. And it's a funny thing, Joel, because even, even uh, you know, under the law, the Jewish people, they, they couldn't wear clothing with two types of material or more. Just for example, well, I saw a website recently that is full of, I know it's a well-respected website. I know a lot of people go to it who have questions about the Bible. But in there, they said, well, that would be considered a ceremonial law, and that wouldn't apply to us today. See, because they had it divided up into three parts. And so if it wasn't sacrificial and it wasn't moral, then it just sort of kind of fell into the category of ceremonial. If, you know, <laughs> and so uh, they said, well, I wouldn't really apply, but the moral laws do. Um, and so I'll get this back over to you because now I feel like I've been rambling. Well, no, and it's, and it's all good because this is all, it's so much of this stuff, what, what both you and I have been talking about here really does take place in the church. This is, these are talking points. These are, these are things that are taught in the church. And, and part of it comes out about because as, as grace people, we often talk about how we're not under the law at all. Like Paul said in Romans 7, 4, Therefore, my brethren, you also have become dead to the law through the body of Christ. And then, let's see, Galatians 2, Paul, Paul, in Galatians 2, Paul said, For I through the law died to the law, that I might live to God. And so these people will say, well, he's not talking about the moral law. He's talking about the ceremonial law and the sacrificial law. That's what they'll say he's talking about, because we still have to follow the law. We still have to follow. And, and it's, it's, the law says you shall not murder, you shall not commit adultery. So are we supposed to just go out and commit murder and commit adultery? Because you're saying that we're not under the moral law. Uh, and and the people will actually say these things to us. They will actually accuse of, us of teaching that it's okay to go out and murder because we're saying that we're not under that law. But it's the truth that the whole law, the entire law, was nailed to the cross after Jesus fulfilled it, like what you said there. He said he didn't come to do away with the law, to abolish the law himself, to destroy it, but to fulfill it. But then after he fulfilled it, look at, at, at Ephesians 2. It says the law was then abolished in his flesh. Ephesians 2 and Colossians 2 have a lot of good things about this, that it was taken away, wiped out, nailed to the cross. It was abolished in his flesh. And it was broken down. The law itself, the entire thing. You can't just cherry pick like you said. You can't just pick some parts of it 
and, and because they'll accuse us they'll say well you're just saying that uh, we should only follow certain laws and not follow other laws and like we're saying no we're actually saying that we're not under any of the law but you people you the ones who are saying that we need to keep laws you are cherry picking ones because for example Le- leviticus 19 you shall not take vengeance nor bear any grudge against the children of your people but you shall love your neighbor as yourself well, Jesus quoted that as one of the two greatest commandments in the law, along with you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, and all your strength. So people say, well, since Jesus quoted that as the gr- one of the greatest commandments in the law, then we need to follow that greatest commandment in the law. Well, did you realize that right after that, it says you shall not let your livestock breed with another kind. Okay, so we're cool with that. We won't do that. But then the next one, you shall not sow your field with mixed seed, nor, and this is the one you brought up, nor shall a garment of mixed linen and wool come upon you. So you'll say we're not under that, but yet just one verse prior to that, we're under that. And so you're cherry picking. You're accusing us of cherry picking laws, but but really you are cherry-picking because you're going to say, oh, it doesn't matter. We can wear clothes of mixed linen and wool. We can we can do other things that the law says because that's just, like you said, Cap, they just put it in the category of ceremonial law, even though there really is no such category. The law, you might open your Bible, and depending upon your Bible version, it might have a headline in there somewhere of ceremonial laws, sacrificial laws, or whatever. But that was added by editors. That was added by the people who put together those things. That wasn't actually scripture. That was added by theologians. But it's, <laughs> but the law itself has no such categories in it. It's not made up of those. But it's, if you're going to be under the law, as the Jews were, it's 613 commandments. You can't break them up. And if you're going to put a Christian, a believer, under the law, you can't just say it's the moral law. You have to put them under the whole thing. And nobody is ever going to do that. So, but the good news in all of this is that uh, none of the law is for us. We have a completely new life in Christ. It's something that has nothing to do with our works, our ability to keep rules and laws and regulations. It's life by the Spirit, the ministry of the Spirit that we've talked about before in this podcast, the Holy Spirit living in us. That's where we get everything that we need for life and godliness. It's Christ in us. And it has nothing to do with uh, trying to keep any laws. Yeah, I, I mean, what you just read there from from the law uh, had a mixture of those so-called ceremonial and sacrificial and moral laws right in the same passage. So who gets to be the moral authority, haha, <laughs> on who decides what's the moral law, what's the sacrificial law, what's the ceremonial law? Um, it, it 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 won't add up. Um, and and you're right. I mean that. The contradiction there is 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 pretty glaring when when people try to go down this road. It's it's like when Jesus told the, the rich young ruler, you know, follow the commandments and love your neighbors yourself, and 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 so people try to do that. They think, well, I guess the whole law is wrapped up in this, so this is what I should try to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the thing is, the rich young ruler said, ah, eh, pretty much kept all that stuff. Um, but if that were true, then he would have given everything he had uh, to the poor. Because remember when Jesus said in the Sermon on the Mount, if you're really going to follow the law, you will never reject somebody who wants to borrow from you. You'll just give it to them. You know, you don't even ask for interest. Just give it to them. Uh, see, that was part of the law, the law that people think they want to try to uphold. 
Uh, but it, it just it, it doesn't work. It's 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 not consistent. And as we've been talking about, this is one law package. And, you know, we cheapen the law. People talk about cheap grace. There is no such thing, but there is such a thing as cheap law. That's where we dilute the law into something that makes people think they can actually keep it. Uh, and, and they can't. It, nobody was ever meant to be able to, to do that. Um, and it cheapens grace when we try to do that. And so the, these are things that, you know, we, we hear about, but they don't really make any sense when you really look at them closely in the context of the old covenant and the new covenant and the finished work of Christ. And even if you want to try to adhere to the Ten Commandments, uh, that's called the ministry of death, Paul said, the ministry of condemnation. And you're going to have to call it the nine right off the bat because you're not keeping 39 requirements underneath the heading of remember the Sabbath and keep it holy. Nobody's doing that. So we, we toss that aside. Well, everything except the Sabbath. You see, you see how it all just, the landscape just constantly changes as, as we try to mold and shape it the way we think it should be based on ideology and church doctrine. So uh, there you have it. Hope it helped you out a little bit. Uh, in Christ, we do live by the Spirit and it's His fruit that is going to help uh, manifest to the world. And, and send the message out that what we really need is Jesus Christ. This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski. Heard online through various internet sources around the world each week. Access past programs by visiting growingingrace.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace. Growing in Grace.